0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals. all thanks to McDonald's. backers. together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: Gary Belcher getting controversial and cranky Ooh. at me tonight. Uh, I thought I'd
2: cop it after I backed uh, Cherry Evans, but, um, yeah, Hamstrings from Narrabeen says... Cherry Evans ate Cleary for breakfast in Origin 3. Ooh, with the right team, yeah, I'd take DCE's experience over
1: Cleary, Cleary, who can disappear on the rep front. Well, everybody harsh. ate DCE's breakfast in the last eight rounds when he was playing for the Seagulls this year. So uh, take, take that. Cop that, buddy. Let's get the chief league rider from the Courier <laughs> Mail on the line. He'll sort this out for us. Pete Bedell, welcome to Sports Day.
0: Hello, boys. I didn't think Badge would ever get fired up oh, or angry, no. boys. What's no, going on? No, no, Actually, I'll need you to clear we something up. We love Badge.
2: For, <laughs> Pete, clear something up for us. Um, yes. We've heard conflicting reports. Do you know who's going to start in, at halfback for Australia against Lebanon?
0: Well, I'm hearing, guys, it'll be Nathan Cleary. I mean, he's been the best player in my eyes for two years in the NRL, and I tend to agree with Jase. I thought DCE's back half of the season for Manly was... Probably as bad as I've seen him play in quite a long time. Like I'm a huge fan of DCE, but he's—I thought he really struggled at the back end, and I, I just think Nathan, for me, he's the form halfback of, of the competition, and he deserves to be the seven. I think it'd be sweet reward for what he's done for Penrith over the last two to three years.
2: Have you been watching the uh, the World Cup with a lot of interest, mate? I don't know some of it's been a bit tricky because there's been plenty of big score lines, but finally getting down to the uh, the pointy end, so you must be a bit excited about it.
0: Yeah, actually, back, you know what, I I love international football. I mean, I know a lot of people think it's Mickey Mouse, but I've, I'm a traditionalist. I remember the days of yourself in the, in the Mighty Green and Gold Badge and the number one jumper, and I've always had a great regard for international football. Look, I've got to say, I think there's probably too many teams in this World Cup. I'd probably go with a 10-team World Cup in the next phase. But, look, some of the games... Have I, I thought they would have been a little bit more competitive, especially England versus Samoa. I was really looking forward to that, to launch the tournament, and it was a real letdown. But I think now, I think the final eight teams are pretty competitive. I think Lebanon will do okay against Australia, and I'll, I'd love to. I can't wait for, for Samoa v Tonga. I think mm. that'll be a Pacific Island uh, blockbuster. So I can't. I, I'm looking forward to the knockout phase. And... Now the, other, the other real game start, which is great.
1: Pete, you mentioned uh, Badge in the number one jersey. How pathetic, how horrible has has the numbering for, <laughs> for the kangaroos <laughs> Paul been? Paul
2: from Narrabeen has said, I think what a lot of people uh, have said, he said, I'm with you, can't get my hair around those stupid numbers for the, for the uh, Aussies, can't believe it's been done, just ridiculous, doesn't make, I can't make any sense of it. What do you reckon, Pete?
0: Oh, badge! Don't get me started. Honestly, <laughs> I, no one hates this. No one hates this system more than me. I think it's an absolute joke. And now, Meninga's an partly to blame for all of this. I mean, I, in my eyes, he didn't have the courage to just come out and say that Nathan Cleary was going to be his number seven. So he wanted to form this ridiculous numbering system based on the alphabetical order or the number of caps for Australia. I mean, just just have the balls and pick Nathan Cleary as the seven. Right, and so all the other nations have gone with their best one to seventeen, and then the other guys have been picked from eighteen to twenty-four. So the numbering system still could have been valid if Australia just picked their best seventeen. Instead, Meninga wanted to play mind games, and I just think it's made a whole It's made a dog's breakfast of the, the whole numbering system. And if you're new to the game, you don't know the positions, yep. you, you'd be all over the shop. So for me, mm. I, I think it's been a real disappointment. Just keep it simple.
1: Is that why the media release today from uh, the NRL had the team, uh, the 19, announced in alphabetical order as well? I had a feeling it had to do with the whole DCE versus Cleary thing as
0: well. Of course, Jace. I mean, what else is it? And this is the thing that, that annoys me. We all, we're not stupid. Like, just, just me and up. Pick the best seventeen. We know who the halves are. Like we know Nathan Cleary is the best seven in the game. That's fine. Like I'm sure David Cherry Evans would half concede that. So just pick your number seven. And even if there is media discussion about it, who cares? We know Nathan Cleary is a great halfback, as is DCE. So you can't lose either way. But I just think it's I think it's lacked courage. The whole alphabetical system. I, I just don't like it at all.
2: Now while that's been going on overseas, back home there's some uh, some. Bit of drama between the clubs and the NRL. Still no collective bargaining agreement. The uh, the clubs have been trying to get this sorted out basically for the whole season. I they reckon they're going to they're going to uh, sidestep Andrew Abdo and go straight to Peter Volandis. Are they going to get this sorted soon, Pete? I don't I don't think they even know what the salary cap is yet for next year exactly.
0: Yeah, well, it probably won't get sorted too soon because I find that the the posturing and all this, very fascinating. I mean, suggesting you're going to bypass Andrew Abdo to go to Peter Volandis is a bit like going to mum instead of dad when you don't get what you want. I mean, the bottom line is Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo are united in their sentiments. So I don't see the point in going to Volandis because they both feel the same way on a number of topics. And what people don't realise, Badge, is there's been a list of demands sent to the NRL 26 pages of demands have been sent to the NRL from the clubs and the RLPA. Now, like that's a farce. I mean, 26 pages of demands. And I know some of the demands, some of them are over the top. And I think that's part of the reason this has taken so long to resolve. I mean, there's just so many issues to wade through. And at the end of the day, I think the, the deal the NRL's put to the clubs is pretty feasible. They're, they're lifting the salary cap by more than a million dollars. The players will be paid better than ever. So the new salary cap from what I'm told will be in excess of a million eleven million dollars. It's currently around ten. So I think it's a win for the clubs. Players will be paid better than they ever have. Mm. So I, I hope it gets resolved because I think at the end of the day we just want the C B A done. It should have been done by now and hopefully can get sorted in the next two to three weeks.
1: Do you reckon there is one demand that may be blocking a decision, like they just can't they can't agree on both sides?
0: Well, one demand, Jace, that I know is that the RLPA is seeking a right of veto on every decision the game makes, which to me is ridiculous. Mm. I mean, the game, the governing body, who does the RLPA think they are to have a say in every decision the game makes? It's nonsense. So at the end of the day, let the NRL run the show, let them run the finances. And I think they've shown in the fact that they're about to announce record revenues and record profits that Peter Volandes is very fiscally responsible. He knows what he's doing and he's shown that he's been very proactive in getting the game back on track through COVID. So I I think Peter Volandes is pro-player. He's shown that before Mm. during the COVID period when players didn't have the drastic pay cuts that we first forecast. So I think Peter Valenti is always considerate of the players' interests. And and I I hope they can get it sorted because we just want to go into the new season with the players having certainty about their payments and their futures and we can enjoy the football they produce.
1: All that, and he's good with money too. And he's very good with comedy. His stand-up is particularly great as well. So I hope he takes that on the road. Hey, it's it's November 3, Pete. We haven't seen a feeding frenzy with players coming off uh, contract at the end of 2023. What's going on? Do you know anything?
0: Oh, there's a couple of things, guys. I mean, we, we see uh, the great uh, John Baton will be coming back to the NRL. He's set to join the Tigers again. Mm. Uh, but I've got a... <laughs> I had a story today that uh, the Dolphins have formally expressed interest in Dylan Brown, the Parramatta playmaker who's off contract next year. So that will be interesting. He's, Parramatta's got a real issue on their hands. They can't afford to keep everybody. And Dylan will command big dollars on the open market. So I know the Dolphins, having missed out on Cameron Munster... They will be targeting Dylan Brown, and they want to meet with him when he returns from the World Cup. So keep an eye on that one. And uh, I know Kobe Hedrington's done a new deal with the Broncos. And at Penrith, the premiers, they're looking to extend Brian To'o and Steve Crichton when they return from World Cup duty. So a couple of things going on that uh, could be a few months before we see some more big-name signings and retentions.
2: Yeah, but the problem with that is a lot of those big names are playing in the World Cup, so I don't think they're going to be doing these deals straight away. But um, yeah, good on you, Pete. Okay, and, yes. and, and just just quickly, um, yeah, the Dolphins, the the new team, hasn't been a lot about them recently. Is there any sort of buzz around?
0: Yeah, well, it's it's, a, it's an interesting one, Badger. I spoke to Wayne Bennett yesterday, actually, about this. They actually start their pre-season on Monday. It's it's meant to be, of course, such a historic day because there's a new club coming into the NRL officially with their pre-season launching. But uh, talking to Wayne, I mean, he's got 17 players away in England on World Cup duties. And he'll only have a squad of about 10 kids training on Monday. And even Christian Wolfe, his chief assistant, is over at the World Cup with Tonga. What? So it'll be a pretty small pool of players there on day one at Redcliffe. And I'll be out there seeing them go through their paces. But yeah, I guess it'll still be a wild badge before things crank up. I know Wayne said January 4 is when he expects his whole squad back. So he'll have all 30 players available from January 4. So for the next six to eight weeks, it'll be pretty... Pretty much work to rule, but um, yeah, I think it'll be exciting when we do see them play their first trial. I think that's when we'll start to see some buzz around the new club. Have
1: they got a home yet, though? I guess that's the big question. Or they're just no, the no. dolphins? No fixed address. No fixed. SeaWorld Dolphins. They're just <laughs> <laughs> they're just travelling around like the lions. Yes, <laughs> 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 the ones at the zoo. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right, I got gotcha. you, Mate, this is why you're the chief leg rider. This is why you're the head honcho. This is why you're the big cheese. You've got all the good oil. We appreciate you sharing it with us tonight on Sports Day, mate. No worries, boys. Anytime. There he goes, Pete Baddell, the best in the business by a mile. Gee, some big stuff there. What about the Rugby League Players Association? wanting to control the game, basically. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's – that. hang on. Yeah, that There's is – Come on, that's ridiculous.
2: Thanks for listening to the podcast and don't forget you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6pm or 5pm Queensland time.
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.